What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth, and quick reminders to play Overcooked and What Remains of Edith Finch. Make sure to play those and come back to the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of those games. That's coming up very soon. Can't wait to talk to you guys about that. And our game of the month, randomly picked, is Risk of Rain, which is a third-person shooter roguelike game that is, uh, spoiler, pretty fun. Uh, check it out, and... Uh, let us know what you thought of it for Game of the Month at the end of the month. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, if you only like audio or you want to save data, you can do that. Um, and if you're listening to us, check us out on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. Um, I'm going to try and make this Taste Tuesday brief. We're going to film it last night, but uh, I had a really early appointment. That's why I seem tired also if this looks different or if you're noticing that the camera is moving with me like right now it's because i'm filming this on my new camera i picked up an osmo pocket i want to see how it looks with 1080p we're not doing 4k i don't have that kind of fucking time maybe later but uh bought this for my uh trip coming up soon to do stuff on the fly hopefully it looks good hopefully it's not too weird that it's moving um and following and tracking me but uh yeah, Taste Tuesday. Let's get into it. So first bit of news, uh, like I said, um, kind of on a uh, schedule here. So I'm going to try and do this episode real quick. You guys understand. Uh, and yeah, um, first bit of news. So this is kind of, I'm going to go through the whole process of this because I remember yesterday I was seeing this on Twitter all over the place and everybody's reporting that it was one thing and everybody else was like, it's not that at all. So um yeah, so GameSpot and other uh, publications uh, reported that George R.R. R. Martin teased a new game that could be developed by From Software, but they were originally saying it was a Game of Thrones game. The original article says HBO's Game of Thrones is officially over, but the series is continuing with a two-hour documentary on May 26th, the potentially new prequel TV show, blah, 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 blah. Um, but uh, let's see, uh, George R.R. R. Martin in his blog said that he is consulting work on a video game from a studio in Japan. He never says it is a Game of Thrones game. I'm glad they had that correction. So he may only be doing consulting work for writing or other world building, but it's still exciting to think about. Martin said his mysterious game is being developed out of Japan. Uh, Gematsu uh, reports that Sekiro, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls developer from software is working on the game, which is an open world title featuring horse riding. Uh, Hidetaka uh, Miyazaki is reportedly working on the title with Martin. It remains to be seen if it is a Game of Thrones game, however. The game is said to be published by Bandai Namco, big surprise, uh, with a reveal at Microsoft's E3 2019 briefing planned for June. Whew, that's exciting. Um, Gamatsu notes that uh, it only is confirmed this information with a single source, but decided to publish its story in light of Martin Martin's blog post revealing a new game in development by a Japanese studio. It would definitely be an intriguing development to learn that From Software was working on a new title from uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki uh, with the help of George R. R. Martin, even if it isn't Game of Thrones game. It is the kind of announcement that would be huge. This is just your opinion. This isn't news right now. Okay, so anyway, their correction that they added after this was this story originally 
incorrectly stated that From Software's rumored new title could be a Game of Thrones game. Martin himself has now only confirmed that he did some consulting work for a new game developed in Japan. What's more, the rumor is that Martin is working with From Software on a new video game project of some kind, but not necessarily a Game of Thrones game. GameSpot regrets the error. I like that they add that. They regret it. Because they, like everybody else, IGN, Kotaku, all of them, were like, from Software is making the next or a new uh, Game of Thrones game. And like I said, everybody was like, it doesn't say that anywhere. They, he doesn't say that anywhere. So why just making that up to keep people to click? Anyway, outside of my annoyance with all games journalism, because they're just they they don't try anymore. Um, haven't for years. Uh, what do I gather out of this? That George R. R. Martin is working potentially with a Japanese company on a game that uh, he is most likely writing for um, or helping world building with, and it could be from software. What I think of that is that is fucking awesome. I'm very excited for that. Um, as everybody knows, he's a great writer. People love the books. Um, and for what it's worth with the series, you know, the the amount of episodes based off of his work were phenomenal, fantastic. And um, I honestly, if if anybody will we'll drop from software for at first, but um if anybody's you know working on a game from him, I'm hoping that it's not Game of Thrones. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I would love to see him work on some new world, new world building, new characters, uh, give him uh, you know, a break from, um, you know, Game of Thrones uh, to work on something else. And uh, seeing that realized through a video game um, would be awesome. I mean, that that idea is fucking exciting to me. Um, and if they show us at E3, you know, even give us like a teaser or anything, um, that's going to be huge. Uh, I, I'm, you know, that kind of surprise, even though it wouldn't be a surprise now, uh, would be very cool. Um, if it is from software... Um, I'm, I'm mixed on it because from software is amazing. I love from software. Um, armored core is one of my favorite series of all time. Dark souls is amazing. All those games are great. Sekiro bloodborne. Um, but, uh, if they were to make, uh, a game through his writing or whatever he'd be doing, you know, whatever they're consulting about. Um, and they're talking about open world with horse rides, stuff like that. They haven't done anything with that. Um, in a game, really, and uh, I'd, I'd love to see them stray away from what they're used to doing. Uh, at the same time, I have a feeling that you'd get something pretty similar to what we get with uh, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Sekiro. Um, even though Sekiro was a deviation from what we're used to, it's still very much in the same vein in some ways. Um, you know, still locking off, still dodging left and right, and attacking and knocking a hit and stuff like that, and dying pretty quickly, and having you know a punishment. Uh, for dying and, and wanting to get better and better and better. And, um, you know, that formula could work um, again. Uh, but I'd love to see them, uh, just like George R. R. Martin, not make another Game of Thrones uh, story in something. Um, I'd love to see them kind of, you know, stretch their wings and fucking try something else out too. So uh, if it is them, you know, I'm stoked. They're a talented company. I really want that fucking armored core though. So please, can we get that? Um, but uh, this could be really cool. This could be really awesome. Um, you know, you're talking about a great writer responsible for a great series, maybe making something new, maybe working on something that's an extended version of what he's already worked on uh, with potentially from software who has a fucking... Uh, you know, uh, pedigree in making dark fantasy, uh, 
better than I think most people can outside of CD Projekt Red. Um, and uh, not comparing the two, just saying they also make Dark Fantasy really well. Um, you know, uh, those two together would be amazing. I think nobody would complain. I would also love to see what somebody else could do um, as well. But overall, this is really exciting. And, um, you know, it seems to be confirmed that he is at least talking with people. So if we see something at E3, uh, you know, very excited to see that. Very excited to see that. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, hopefully he's not talking with Konami about making pachinko machines. Uh, that would be very disappointing. Uh, let me know in the comments, though, what do you think about George R. R. Martin working on and or at least consulting with um, a Japanese developer right now on a new game that could or could not be Game of Thrones? Do you want it to be Game of Thrones? Do you not want it to be? Do you want it to be its own original thing? Um, who do you want to be working on it? Are you down with From Software? Would you want it to be closer to like a Dark Souls experience? Do you want them to do something completely different? Um, or is there a different developer that you'd like to see them uh him work with uh let me know everything you're thinking about uh when it comes to that topic in the comments below and uh yeah game spot i channel you guys get, get your shit together I'm, I'm fucking so sick of you guys um calling them out second bit of news which is kind of interesting in my opinion because this is uh straying away from what we're used to so uh, i'm sure you guys have heard already i'm gonna go into the details uh Typically, Call of Duty is made on a three-year cycle nowadays um, between Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer Games, slash Raven Software. Um, next up is Infinity Ward, working on what people assume is Modern Warfare 4. Who gives a fuck? Um, I'm not a big Inf Infinity Ward fan anymore. And uh, after that, it's supposed to be Sledgehammer and Raven. Um, working on the next one. They're the guys who made the uh, Call of Duty World War II and... Uh, advanced warfare and I think that's about it um, anyway apparently they got kicked out they're being put on hiatus they're being put um, as a support developer to now Treyarch making the next Call of Duty apparently Call of Duty is going back to a two year cycle where Infinity Ward and Treyarch will be making them uh, so we're getting the next Infinity Ward Call of Duty and the one after that will be the next Treyarch game uh, again, they just released uh, Black Ops 4 to pretty mixed reviews. Um, they dropped a uh, single-player story mode uh, campaign uh, for um, uh, Battle Royal and uh, multiplayer uh, being their priority, which has been uh, has gotten pretty mixed reviews from most people. I think most people are kind of upset about that. Uh, so yeah, they'll be making the next game in 2020. And... Uh, yeah, we're going to go through this article real fast because there's some information here that I think is really interesting to talk about. So I'm going to go real quick. According to a report from Kotaku, yay, Kotaku, uh, Activision has informed developers at Sledgehammer Games and Raven that both studios will no longer be in charge of the Call of Duty game schedule for 2020. That's very interesting already because that's Activision coming in and letting them know when they were probably already pre-planning whatever they're working on. So this was, you know, a surprise for them as well. Instead, Treyarch who last developed 2018's Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will reportedly be taking over leading development on new Black Ops game for the next year, Black Ops 5. I think it's funny how every time Treyarch makes a game, they're like, oh, I think it might be Black Ops. I think it might be Black Ops. And now they're like, you know, Black Ops 5 is coming out in 2020. Do we know that? I mean, we know that, but do we know that? Um, 
Raven and Sledgehammer were originally supposed to lead the development of the 2020 Call of Duty, and according to Kotaku, the plan was set it, uh, to set its story mode during the Cold War. Conveniently enough, Kotaku reports that Treyarch is also setting its story mode for Black Ops 5 during the Cold War. So that would mean we're getting a story mode back, which I, you know, they said they were going to experiment with Black Ops 4, and I believe that that's, that was their intention. And I don't mind it, because I think that... Uh, most people don't play those uh, campaigns, uh, even though they complain about them. Most people I know don't even play them. Um, but I think it's smart for them to go back because I really liked what they did with Black Ops 3 when it came to their co-op uh, campaign. That was really fun. Um, and not having it in 4, I think, was a bad... It was taking a step back, which kind of sucks because I think they really did some cool stuff with 3. <clears throat> According to Kotaku's Jason Schreier, who... Uh, has been trying to play journalist all of a sudden ever since Kotaku uh, is under threat of being sold. Uh, I think it's really funny how they're doing all the uh, social political shit constantly, whining and bitching about all sorts of shit. And then as soon as uh, the parent companies are getting sold and exchanged all over the place, all of a sudden little baby Jason Schreier is like, I'm going to be a journalist. Um, but he's, he's doing stuff. He's, he's working. He's working on it. So anyway, uh, he cites <laughs> sources. Sorry, I'm... I'm putting in my own commentary here uh, on this briefed on the overhaul while Treyarch will take over a leadership role in on the 2020 Call of Duty Raven and Sledgehammer will act as support studios now what a downgrade Treyarch will be utilizing work previously done on a single player story mode for the campaign see that's interesting we'll be utilizing work previously done on a single player story mode so are they working on previously done were they working on it already or was Raven and Sledgehammer working on it. Anyway, uh, it's the first time since 2012, blah, blah, blah. We're not going into that. We already, get, we already went over that. Um, oh, here's the interesting part. One main reason behind the studio switch is reportedly due to significant tensions between employees from Raven and Sledgehammer. The sources indicated that both staffs argued frequently over the past year. According to Kotaku, reactions over at Treyarch are quite mixed between dismay and excitement, I bet. Uh, instead of a three-year schedule, Treyarch will now have two years to make Black Ops 5. And Kotaku sources say it may result in a particularly bad stretch of crunch. We've all heard about that recently. Other sources say they're excited because their game plan for Black Ops 5 likely won't change as drastically as it did for previous installments. Two co-founders of Sledgehammer, Michael Condre and Glenn Schofield, both left shortly after February 2018. Condre... Uh, went on to start a new studio in Silicon Valley with the publisher 2K. That studio ended up hiring multiple Sledgehammer employees, and Kotaku reports Sledgehammer has been losing employees ever since. So it sounds like they've been having issues. Judging from the typical release calendar of Call of Duty games, there's at least a possibility Black Ops 5 may be a cross-gen game, which would make complete sense. And I'm not going into the rest of that. So this is interesting because, uh, you know, full transparency, anybody who watches the channel regularly knows this, but uh, I am a Call of Duty fan. I play Call of Duty. I enjoy them. I don't think they're amazing, but they are fun. And I partake in them. Uh, they're a fun game to play with your friends, blah, blah, blah. I do think Treyarch makes the best Call of Duties nowadays when it comes to multiplayer Call of Duty. They have, the you know, more ideas, blah, blah, blah. Finney Ward used to be the, the good one back in the day when the guys from Respawn used to work for him, but we all know what happened there. Uh, so with that aside, this is very interesting to hear. This overall does not sound good to me just because it's too much at once. And I know a lot of people are going to want to blame certain elements. They're going to go, well, Black Ops 4 fucking sucks and Activision fucking sucks and blah, blah. Let's throw that all aside real quick and just look at the whole thing. Activision has been having a shitload of problems with Blizzard. 
They've been losing money. Call of Duty still makes them money, so they have to protect that asset. Regardless of if you like it or not, it still makes money. So as a company, they have to protect that. If Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer and Raven have been having issues and losing people, that development is weakened. So taking the route of this is a lot to put on Treyarch. Treyarch supports their games long term until their next game comes out. They did a great job with Black Ops 3. They're, I mean, they released shit right before 4 came out for Black Ops 3. I assume they'd be doing the same thing with 4. Um, and they might still. But now they have a whole new game dropped on their lap that they're going to have to create in two years. Treyarch's a talented company. They're going to be able to do it. But they're, that extra year, that's a chunk of fucking time gone now that they have to find shortcuts to get that done that worries me because they got you know comfortable with working on black ops 4 black ops 3 or three years black ops 3 really showed that they had three years to work on it it was packed full of content so <clears throat> what i'm worried about is i feel like we're going to get a lot of recycled assets from prior call of duties that are going to be reskinned we're going to get a story that's rushed we're going to get multiplayer that's going to feel very... And I know a lot of people who don't like Call of Duty are going to say it all feels the same. But I think we're going to get a, a very more so samey feel in Black Ops 5, if it is Black Ops 5, to the prior games. I almost feel like they might transfer over um, zombies and the uh, blackout mode over. It would make sense just to keep those and add to the content. I'm not saying it's a good thing or bad thing, but... I can see them doing it because zombies always always does carry over anyway. Um, like I said, taking assets from the multiplayer and bringing it over, just add new maps, new weapons, then they're like, well, it's all brand new, and then add that campaign. And that might be Black Ops 5. Now, this is just speculation, but I'm really trying to wrap my head around how you originally thought you had you know three years to work on a game and support your game that you just released not that long ago. And now they're like, oh, by the way, that time you thought you had, you don't have it. You got to make the other people's game coming up fast. You got to get that done quick. Um, so overall, I think this is kind of going to fuck everybody. If they can pull it off, awesome. You know, I'll be like, they did it. I can't believe they did that. But but with the with, with crunch, I mean, they're, that's definitely going to be a factor here. Um, there's no way they could make this game without that. And, uh, you know, the brand will sell the game as well. But this could really hurt the series. I know every time a Call of Duty comes out, people are like, Call of Duty's dead. It's going to die. It's going to die. They've been saying that for like eight years every time a Call of Duty comes out. And it's never really the fact. But this seems like another issue piled on top of what Activision is dealing with with all their games. Activision is going to need to branch out, but they also need to play it safe. So it's really interesting to watch this happen. Like I said before, I think Activision is safe as a company, um, but they have a lot of hemorrhages happening. They got a lot of holes in the ship that they need to be fixing soon. I think this is a uh, just another one of those holes in the ship. And um, it seems like they're fixing it quick, but I don't know if it's a Band-Aid or if it's actually going to seal the uh, the problem. So... Um, you know, I wish Treyarch the best as a developer. I want them to make awesome games. I want them to be proud of their games. I don't want us to enjoy those games. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think any developer would be able to do what is being asked of them 
on the fly like this, um, you know, as well as if they had a normal development cycle. Also, when they say that uh, there's mixed reactions from Treyarch, I bet because you're going to have people who are like, whoo, man, we just finished Black Ops 4. That was a lot of work. Now we're supporting it. Some people are unhappy with it. Some people are happy with it. We're trying to make it better. We're trying to make it better. And then Activision is like, by the way, you need to make a new Call of Duty like right now. And I'm sure, you know, those diehard guys who are like, fuck yeah, you know, we're Treyarch, we work for Activision, we sell a big-ass branded game that people fucking buy a shitload of. We got another opportunity to do that, to, to, to make our brand bigger and better. Let's fucking do it. Those are higher-ups, typically. And then, you know, developers, I'm sure they're ecstatic to be able to work on something new or whatever. But also, also at the same time, there's a period in that development where you got to be able to fucking take a break. Take a step back and go, okay, like, let's recharge. Let's get the creative juices back. We worked a shitload on that last game. Let's, you know, just relax for a second. And now they're going to jump right back in. And I'm I'm curious on how it's going to affect morale. I'm, I'm curious how it's going to affect development. So all I'm saying, long story short, is if Black Ops 5 sucks, you know why. And I, I, I don't think I would blame Treyarch. I think I would blame Activision on that because... They are steering that ship all over the fucking place, hitting everything on the way there. And uh, I'm really curious to see where the hell they go because things just keep stacking up. But at least they're not EA because EA uh, is, is fucked with what they keep doing. Anyway, that's the story. Fucking Black Ops 5 coming out 2020. Sledgehammer is going to be a support group. People have left that company. Maybe with that support, though, they'll be able to get you know, a quality product out. They get, they'll have a bigger team at that point. So let me know in the comments, what do you think about Call of Duty uh, transitioning over to uh, two-year cycles again with Treyarch taking the helm again? Um, do you want Black Ops 5? Do you not want Black Ops 5? If you hate Call of Duty, I'm sure you don't want any of it. Um, and uh, do you think it's going to affect Activision in the long term? Do you think it's going to negatively affect them? Do you think they're going to be fine? And... Uh, yeah, if you could get a Call of Duty your way, what would you want them to make and what era would you want it to be? Do you think the Cold War sounds interesting? Didn't they already fucking do that? And uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about when it comes to Call of Duty, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer Games, and the year 2020 coming up. Last bit of news. Okay, so you guys probably heard about this. And there's not enough info on this, but we are going to speculate a bit. And that is Microsoft and Sony make nice announced partnership for gaming and cloud services. So that's something nobody really thought was coming. The article says Microsoft and Sony, the companies behind Xbox One and PS4 respectively. No way. I had no idea. Uh, revealed this week that they have established a strategic partnership. The two companies plan on sharing technology and information going forward and build upon shared infrastructures for some of their future initiatives. Nowhere in the announcements... Uh, are Xbox and PlayStation named. So they're just saying Sony and Microsoft are partnering. But its wording implies Microsoft and Sony's partnership will specifically focus on consumer entertainment platforms like gaming. Specifically, the agreement, a memorandum um, of understanding, says that the two will jointly develop future cloud solutions within uh, Microsoft Azure. I'm assuming A-Z-U-R-E. Uh, I watched GameSpot talk about it and they're like, Azure. I was like, I don't think that's how you're supposed to say it, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be very wrong. Um, yeah. It also says that Sony will use Microsoft Azure 
for its own game and content streaming services, although Sony's PlayStation Now is not mentioned specifically, including a push to build better tools for content creators. The two are also committing to work together on semiconductors and artificial intelligence. In quote, it says PlayStation itself came through or about through the integration of creativity and technology. Sony president uh, Kenichiro uh, Yoshida uh, said in an announcement, our mission is to seamlessly evolve this platform as one that continues to deliver the best and most immersive entertainment experiences together with cloud and uh, environment that ensures the best possible experience anytime, anywhere. For many years, Microsoft has been a key business partner for us, though, of course, the two companies also have been competing in some areas. Oh boy, let me let me tell you, I know, I know they have, and I know Twitter definitely uh, knows all about that as well. For many years, Microsoft has been a key business. I already read that. I believe that our joint development of future cloud solutions will contribute greatly to the advancement of interactive content. Sony has always been a leader in both entertainment and technology, and the collaboration we announced today builds on the history of innovation. Added Microsoft CEO, uh, Satya Nadella, Satya Nadella, I don't know. Our partnerships will bring the power of Azure and Azure AI to Sony to deliver new gaming and entertainment experiences for customers. Xbox head Phil Spencer and Nadella also followed up with tweets that stress the entertainment and gaming aspect of partnership. Phil Spencer said, excited about the opportunities ahead with Sony for us to pursue our mutual gaming ambitions and delight players around the world. Bringing the power of Azure, this is uh, Satya, Satya Nadella guy. Bringing the power of Azure and Azure AI to Sony to deliver new gaming. and blah, blah, blah. We already kind of went over that. Uh, so the partnership has only just been announced, so any results from it could take a while to manifest. The mention of Microsoft Cloud Solutions is gaming comes just as in gaming, just as our gaming comes just as Microsoft is planning its own streaming platform, xCloud. It's just me talking. My, my throat dries out real bad because I'm just, you guys understand, which will compete directly with Google Stadia. As noted above, it's unclear how or if this deal could impact PlayStation streaming platform, PlayStation Now. And then they mentioned E3 is coming up, so we'll maybe, maybe hear more about that then. So this is really fucking interesting to me. I know I say things are really interesting often, but believe me when I say this, I think a lot of things are really interesting. Um... The first thing I think about when I think about this whole thing, so it's really vague. They're working together to, um, come on camera. Remember, I'm using a new camera, so I'm not used to it. Anyway, <clears throat> my first thing I think about, because it's really vague, obviously it's going to be for gaming, but I think it's beyond that. The AI aspect, it's going to go into a bunch of things, and it, it, there's just so much uh, to this that... Uh, it's hard to really focus on, but my my first thing I think about is this seems like a, a a partnership to secure their platforms over new impending threats to their brand. So Stadia is coming out. Microsoft has already been very vocal about saying that they are also doing cloud based gaming soon with their established console, and that Stadia will suffer because it does not have um, the exclusives and the, you know, branding that Xbox has. So that that's a very unwelcoming thing to say about someone coming out and competing with you. And that Stadia is going to be, you know, 
online based you can play it anywhere that that is this is coming for everybody this is coming for xbox coming for sony this is coming for nintendo and they're gonna have to compete with that so it makes complete sense that so for instance if you have the unreal engine different companies different developers can use unreal engine sell their game and compete with each other directly they're still using the same tools just like if i use a hammer and use the same branded hammer and we're competing um you know, somebody who made that hammer is benefiting. That's all that. That's all that's happening there. Same thing with this. If Microsoft has a really good platform that streams games better than what Sony has, or maybe Sony hasn't even worked on it or doesn't want to pursue that, this partnership just means that they're both using Microsoft's infrastructure to stream games, but still selling their own games. So it's still benefiting both of them while staying friendly, but also Microsoft's making money from Sony. So, you know, in business, that makes sense. But uh, and it's smart because now you have two major technology corporate or companies, which is important to remember. Sony is a technology company. They've invented a bunch of shit that didn't exist before they made it. Um, you have two of these companies using the same platform together, and kind of like uh, Hideo Kojima um, using the I forgot what it's called, but the uh, the engine that they used in Horizon Zero Dawn. Part of that. Uh, package was all the things they learn and build and make with uh, Death Stranding, they're going to be sharing information with um, uh, Gorilla Games. And there's kind of this partnership there with that engine, trying to make that engine better. It's a really interesting thing to see. I think the same thing is going to happen here. I think this is going to benefit Sony and Microsoft together. They're going to still be able to compete, but they're both going to be working on one platform to make streaming and AI uh, better through two different lenses. I think that's genius because um, nothing's really going to change. You know, maybe down the road they'll get a little more friendly and do more um, cross-platform play, which would be great to see. But this really just seems like two companies that who already have a foothold. I mean, these are the major players in 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 the console race. You know, putting their feet down and holding the position as. You know, it seems like new consoles are all getting announced recently, which is really kind of crazy. And with cloud gaming, any technology company, fucking Google, uh, you know, Amazon, anybody can just come in and be like, we do cloud gaming now. We do what they do, but you don't have to buy a console from us. You know, so it's really smart for them to uh, preemptively be ready for that because they're both going to go this way. Everybody knows that. Um xCloud, you know, my, or Xbox is going to have that. It makes complete sense. And, uh, you know, I think it's a smarter way to go, giving us a console that also does streaming. Um, and I've been speculating, and like everybody else, PS5 will most likely do it as well eventually. They're going to introduce that. And now we know that they will be using that um, cloud-based service, that uh, the, the Microsoft's infrastructure. So, And now we know that they're working together to make that better together. So... Um, yeah, we don't really know where it's going, though. They, they didn't really talk about those details. All we know is they're working together to make that better. And like I said, I think this is in a reaction to... They've been competing together. There's an ecosystem there. They're both making money off of each other. That competition makes money. So to protect each other is is kind of a weird way to put this. Um, is to secure um, their brands. So, but yeah, without information, it's really hard to speculate on uh, outside of that. I think it's just really interesting in the sense that these two companies that you would not see typically working together are working together and it makes complete sense to me. Let me know in the comments. Does it make complete sense to you? What do you think they're doing together? Do you think they'll benefit from this? Do you think they're going to get a little more personal? Maybe start, uh, 
doing cross-platform play now that they're working together in one capacity. What do you think they are working together uh, to do with Microsoft Azure? Um, do you think it's pretty much what I was saying? There's kind of using the same platform to do streaming and AI, or do you think there's going to be something more to it? Maybe we already know uh, Xbox thing about putting Xbox Live on Switch. Maybe we'll see that with the PlayStation later in the future. That'd be fucking crazy. And uh, yeah, what do you think about the future of gaming? And what do you think about uh, cloud-based gaming, whether from the people we know or newcomers uh, coming to try and take a piece of the pie? And uh, yeah, that's going to do for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty the Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty the Gaming. Check out my streams on Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word. I dual stream when I stream, so you can watch me here as well. It doesn't matter. Just pick your poison. Although recently, the last two streams have not showed up on YouTube, so I will be fixing that very soon. We're not too Spotify and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. And we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Post some random shit, talk to us, or just fucking sit there and watch us talk and, and be a lurker and creep around. That's fine as well. And yeah, my name's Seth. Until the next episode, which should be later this week, Taste Cast or maybe something in between. Have a good week, guys, and take it easy.